stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving. I'm hosting Loving That Sports Talk again. And uh, it's a beautiful day out here in Arizona. Wonderful day. Glad to be back in the studio again. You know, I'm just so happy, you know. Uh, one reason I'm happy is um, actually um, I'm working both on saying I got two great gentlemen on here. One gentleman is Robert Midget. He'll always be on the show. I'm glad he's on my show every week. So, you know, Robert just love it, you know, and I just love having him on there. And then the other young man we have on here is named Dwayne Jones, you know, nicknamed Heisman. Are you guys there? <laughs> yes. <laughs> James, you know I'm here, bro. <laughs> that'll be that'll be Midge and Dwayne. Are you there? And the Heisman is here. <laughs> you know what? I'm not even gonna mess around with this show. We gotta get right on into it. Uh, Robert, we we went to the University of Wyoming together. All of us, we played football. And I got to tell this story for my listeners, and then I'll, I'll get them, you know, to tell what you do, Jones, and all like that, you know. But um. I'm going over to the freshmen always had to stay in the bunkhouse is where all the freshmen have to live. Right, Robert? Am I right? That's right. So I go in there, you know, I'm a junior. So I'm going to walk over there to talk with the freshmen, you know, to welcome them in. And then I see this guy coming down the hallway, all strong and muscle bound. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, who is this guy? You know, all strong. And he walk over to me. He go, my name Jones. I'm going to be the first Wyoming Heisman. <laughs> Dwayne Jones, go introduce yourself. Yeah, Dwayne Jones. Yeah, running back from University of Wyoming, out of Colorado Springs, Colorado. Robert, go tell a story about Jonesy. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, man, check this out. Jonesy, for a whole year, talked trash about he was going to be the first Wyoming Heisman Trophy winner and all this stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was talking to, uh, to one of the – remember, remember Galen Saxon was on the show a couple of weeks ago. Right. Galen was a linebacker. And, uh, and Jonesy was talking trash to Galen the whole – I mean, for about five or six months. And we finally put the pads on for spring practice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and we were, we were doing a seven-on-seven drill, nine-on-seven drill. <laughs> and Jonesy had to block Galen. Oh my God, Galen! I thought Galen killed Jones. <laughs> <laughs> he hit Jonesy so hard, I thought he killed Jones. He couldn't wait to see the film. 
It didn't stop him from talking trash, though. He kept on talking. <laughs> hey, Josie, go tell the listeners out there, you know, everybody all over, why you think you deserve the Heisman. Because of my capability. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Joe. Finish. I was able to perform at at a high level at the, at the University of Wyoming, but my my athletic ability wasn't used to its top capability at the university. <laughs> Joseph, give us a good story of Wyoming when you was there. Funny one or serious one? Give us a story that we all can, you know, relate to or, or laugh about, or even you know, a good story. You know, something serious. You tell us one. <laughs> oh, well, heck. We used to have uh, we used to sit there and laugh about Finnis Dembo all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Soft spoken Finnis Dembo. They come in there uh, every day. Hey bro, where you from? <laughs> <laughs> we sit there at the lunch table every day. He come in there and ask him, Hey bro, where you from? <laughs> and every day we tell him the same thing. <laughs> Colorado Springs. <laughs> at the University of Wyoming, and I have no regrets, and I, I wouldn't take anything back from what I got and then what I retained from the University of Wyoming. Well, and, and that's what, you know, tell, um, you know, we'll get to you, Robert, but, Joan, tell about what you got from Wyoming, you know, Joan, just like, you know, like I was saying, you know, me, Robert, all, you, uh, all of us, we remain friends, you know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. something you can't take away, you know. We all call each other. We laugh. If somebody in the town at the end, we call and meet up, you know. And that's why I got out of Wyoming, you know. It's not the playing the football or, you know, when we went playing games, you know, we all played cards. So go hang out at the drawbridge. That was mine and Sarge's office. But, you know, what did you get out of it, Jones? Well, a lot of people don't understand, you know, Wyoming is a place where, you know, there's a whole bunch of different cultures trying to blend and make one. Uh-huh. And then when you go there to play as a as a athlete, you got kids that haven't really seen minorities, and then you got people that have been around everybody. Mm-hmm. And that was a uh, a big thing when I went to Wyoming. You know, some of our players that you know, some of their towns only had a few minorities in them, mm-hmm. and so it was a culture shock for them. And it was a culture shock for them when we went to go play against schools that that were down in the south or anything else like that. And for us to come together and unite as a team the way we did, that itself was a remarkable task. What you what did you get out of it, Mitch? You know, man, uh, it's so many things that I got out of going through the University of Wyoming. You know, I was I grew up in, in the inner city in Detroit. And uh, like Jones, you said, a lot of people hadn't seen minorities. Well, I was on the other end. I was around minorities all the time, and I hadn't been around that many uh, Caucasians before. So uh, it wasn't necessarily a culture shock, but it was a it, it was a learning experience for me to get to know other cultures and get to know other people. So that's one thing I took from it. I mean, there's so many things I took, but to piggybacking off of what Jonesy just said, uh, you know, I, that that's what I remembered a lot. 
you know, and that's a good thing with Jones said because um, I know when we got there, you know, the junior college, so Eric Dennis Erickson brought in junior college, and you had the older the guys that were still there, you know, it reminded me of that movie, Remember the Titans, because there were some guys on there, I know they was prejudiced, and then we didn't like them, and we was always fighting with them. But for us to win, we all had to come and win as a team, and we did. That first year we was uh but that next year, like you were saying, Midge and Jones, we all came as a team and we accepted each other's culture and learned how to uh, be around each other with that culture. And what did we do? We went under, almost undefeated. We went to the Holiday Bowl. So you're right. It was, Jonesy, you were right about saying the culture was different and some people didn't even get to see minority, you know. So that was a great thing, you know. Yeah, you know, also I, I took out it every, you know, we all became not only as teammates, we became like a family. Mm-hmm. I mean, weekends we would all get together, barbecue, mess around, bull crap around with, you know, when we weren't in film or anything. Other than that, it was a great time, you know, study hall, and it was a great place to learn from. What do you think of that, Mitch? I, I think that's absolutely right. I uh, uh, recall the time when my freshman year, I had never spent a holiday away from home. And uh, and Thanksgiving was that first holiday I spent away from home. And oddly enough, or ironically enough, Jonesy is uh, was the household that I was that I spent Thanksgiving with. Uh, we drove down from Laramie to Colorado Springs, or should say down to Colorado Springs, and I had uh, Thanksgiving with his family, and uh, and I got a chance to see Colorado Springs. I got a chance to uh, hang out with some of Dwayne's uh, friends from, from his high school, and his high school was a lot more diverse than what I was used to in high school, so uh, that was a learning experience right there. Now, now, Midget, where did you come from, like, mostly black schools? And, Jones, you came from mostly whites, right? Is that what I'm here? I came I came from a mix. Okay, mix. Yeah, mine was mixed, too, but that was, it wasn't as mixed as, as Jonesy's. I had some mixture or some diversity, but it wasn't nearly as much as uh, what Dwayne experienced. And, and with me, from Chicago, I came from an all-white high school, so it was like, you know, but I live in an all-black neighborhood, so you know I was already, you know, used to it. You know, when I got to Wyoming. <clears throat> Go ahead, Mitch. I'm sorry, did I cut you off? Oh, well, well, no. I was just saying that uh, sometimes, sometimes we talk about what we learned at the university, but I think going to college is more than just reading books and studying. It's it's actually growing up and becoming. Uh, in our cases, going from from boys to men, uh, we're learning, experiencing different things like uh, me going and spending my first Thanksgiving away from home in Colorado Springs with Dwayne and his family, mm-hmm. learning about some of the things that they may do during Thanksgiving versus what what we always did or what I was used to doing. Uh, dri- driving through the mountains in a snowstorm, right? You know. I'd never experienced that before. I mean, I mean, yeah, we had snow, snowstorms in Detroit, but it wasn't in the mountains. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's totally different when you're driving in the mountains versus driving on regular main streets and, and highways of the city. So, 
it was just learning experience from that, from that aspect. Uh, and like Midget was saying, Jonesy, the, the experience that we had about that was like you say when Midget came to your house and like that, and what you were saying, we all did barbecues and all like that. I was talking with um, Sean Wiggs there. They said, man, we, we all was a family. We did do that. When you said barbecue, I remember all those things we used to do each other, and we wasn't fighting or arguing. Doing, you know, we all looked out, like you say, a family. Is that it, Jones? Yes. Uh, for instance, look what happened to us our first our our freshman year. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a coach that brought us all in there, sold us on the university, sold us on his program, and then sold us on that, you know, we were going to be the first to, to know that if he wanted, if he was going to leave us, and then we're all on on Thanksgiving break, and here it goes on ESPN. Dennis Erickson is leaving us. Mm-hmm. You got you got all thirty something freshmen in an uproar in one building, and then you got all the upperclassmen and JUCOs that he brought in in an uproar in a in a disarray, and for us to become a team not knowing who we were going to get as a coach. And then to see the coach that we did get and for us to perform to the level that we performed in his first year, that itself speaks a lot for the University of Wyoming. Yes. You know what? And you're right, Jonesy. We're gonna, you know, I got a question I'd like to ask you. So, you know, what I'm going to do is, is um, Midge, I know you ain't going nowhere. Jonesy, you can stay on, right? You can hold on. Yeah. Oh, cool, because, you know, we we take some breaks, but we're going to take a break. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you a question. Like, half-hour show, I'm gonna, we're going to talk. I like to get some things out for kids to so let y'all talk to the kids out there. And then the other half, I got some do-yous for you, Jones. You know we had to make this a good show for you. <laughs> Mitch, we can't let him get away with, you know, without having some good do And I got to tell the listeners about when we were roommate, Jones, and I came home one night and what you did to the room. You know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> So what we got to do is we got to take a break, and then I got Robert Midget on the line, and I got Dwayne Jones, my guest, and this is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk, and we'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Welcome to Inside the Trenches, everyone, the interactive show that is sweeping across the nation here on Voice America Sports, simply with your host, 12-year pro football veteran, yes, of course, the voice of America, R. Cal Trula. We're bringing it to you. The day starts at noon, and so does Inside the Trenches. 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, bringing you the ins and outs, letting you know what's going on in and around sports and also in and around your neck of the woods. So if you want to be on the show and you want to be a part of the show, simply go to InsideTheTrenches.com and let's make this this thing happen for you, the interactive show that is sweeping across the nation, inside the trenches, your show. 
Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk. I'm back with my guests, Robert Midget and Dwayne Jones. Listen, you boy, you guys better hold on, listeners. We'll get to that half where we're going to start talking about stories. I can't stop smiling and laughing when we was on break. So <laughs> we got some good ones, boy. Wow me, you know. But uh, before, you know, um, Midge, you know, and um, Jones, I got a question. You know, you guys can take turn asking, but the the NFL is with this lockout. You know, I got a young lady always listen to my show every time and text me, and she always tell me stuff to talk about, and she's more on – Safety for the you know the players, but she's saying that if it starts with this lockout with the thirty-five yard, they're going to kick off and all this wedge and helmet to helmet, it will start with the younger kids, you know, learning about uh, about like her sister will be more feeling more safe or letting her son play. Do you agree with that, guys? Well, I don't. Yeah. I don't agree with it. Uh, yeah. Sure, there's got to be some stru- type of structure and safety in the game. Fell is taking it. It, it is taking it from a contact sport into a, more of a touch football. I mean, you can't control how you're going to hit a person. I mean, it's all reaction. And now you got players that are trying to stop hitting, but in all due respect, in doing so. I think that uh, implements a lot more injuries than just to go out and just do it. What do you think, Mitch? Well, I think we're growing up. Uh, these kids nowadays are so much bigger, faster, and stronger than even we even we were. I don't think the equipment is keeping up, uh, particularly the helmets. I don't think the helmets are keeping up now. I can tell you that a lot of these coaches nowadays and, and, and the players know that when you hit somebody, I mean, you, you teach it, you, you lead with your face. You keep your face up and you lead with your face. And uh, I don't know. I guess it's, I'm, just, I'm just torn between two. I mean, we got to do something about safety, but at the same time, you got to let these guys play. Because if you don't let them play, they start slowing down. They start thinking. You the, the game itself is is messed up, and these guys are these guys are thinking way more than they need to. 
and, and I think the integrity of the game is going to be lost if we don't do something soon. Well, and that's what I disagree with. We had an argument because, you know, I love it when she always called, give me feedback on the show and tell me. But I was like, you know, if they keep changing things, it's going to be like a powder puff league. Football is always going to be a hard sport. You can't sit there and say you're trying to cause injury. I don't think, you know, a player ain't really going out there. They're going out there to hit them hard, but you're not going out there to hurt them, hurt them. But if you start taking things away like helmet to helmet, and like Jonesy was saying, guys are slowing down, you get injured more from that than trying to go in and play the game. You guys agree? I agree. I, I do agree with that. Because, I mean, if we start looking at, okay, the kickoffs go 35 because they don't want a wedge, you know, return. you taking away from the game. Everybody's saying the kickoff, they want to see that guy return the ball. And you got these guys with the wedge, they running down hard speed. That's football. Football is football. It's a hard-hitting sport and it's dangerous no matter what. What you try and do, you're still going to have a hard hit. So, uh, you guys agree? How can we change it to where it's safe? You can't. I say take the face mask off. Why is that? Because then you're going to have guys leading with their helmets. But you, Go back to the leather helmet days. Do you, <laughs> <laughs> that's a do you for you, Midge. I, I do you have problems talking about take the face mask off with the helmets? That's got to be some Detroit. <laughs> Josie, did you hear that one? Yeah. <laughs> Josie, did you actually hear that? I'm sitting here checking in my mic, see if he really said that. Take the helmets off, you know? No, I said take the face mask <laughs> off. Take the face mask off. <laughs> Josie, do you want to say something about that or do you want me? Oh, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that one up to you. <laughs> you know, I'm going to stop calling you Josie. I'm going to start calling you Heisman, your real name. Heisman. <laughs> So what 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 can we do to make it where we say our kids are safe? That you know, like Shirley's daughter. I mean, daughter. Her sister let her son play. What would you tell her if you talking? If you guys talking to her about football for her son? You teach well, the proper technique. Uh, go ahead first, Major. Then you, Joe. Teach. We need to teach our kids the proper tackling and blocking techniques. You keep your heads up. Uh, never, you should never see color at the crown of the top of your helmet. Mm-hmm. You should never see it because if you see color at the top of your helmet, that means that you duck in your head, and that's when you put your put yourself at more risk. Go ahead, Jones. I think the day of the athlete of of just jumping off the couch and saying, "Oh, I'm a football player." Over with. I think nowadays the athletes got to be in shape and be physically ready to go and play the game now because nowadays the athlete is so much stronger and faster. I mean, you probably, you and, and Mitch can admit to some of our athletes that even at the University of Wyoming didn't visit the weight room until like a couple of weeks before the season started. Yeah, you're right, Joe. <laughs> you're right. But but is it now like like I was telling the guy that um he got this um water product called um Drink GT but it's coming out to be for healthier athletes and all like that but 
I was telling him when we was coming up, I didn't have nobody teach me football or, no, or taught me the proper way of eating, drinking, and working out like Jonesy was saying with the weight room. Now what you guys are saying is we got to teach these kids now because you don't have nobody just jumping on the street and going to play football now, you know, run out there, you know, with their street clothes on. It is more structured now. Am I right? Yes, it is. Benja? Oh, absolutely. You know, if you don't have it nowadays, it's it's as mental as it is physical. And in order to get the physical part in, you got to eat right. You got to put the right stuff in your body. Because if you're not, you're going to fall behind with the quickness. What do you think, Jones? Yeah, see, that goes back to that training table when I was sitting there eating that granola and yogurt. <laughs> you guys are laughing. <laughs> what, what were you eating, Jones? I told you, I told you one day this was going to be a do you for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, what were you eating? Granola and yogurt? Granola and yogurt and cottage cheese and pineapple. <laughs> 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 Tell me you joking, Joe. Now I hate now I hate both of them. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this, Joe. To be the hybrid, what was your workout and eating habits? Oh, I shoot. I get up in the morning and eat a weight. <laughs> <laughs> I had them 50-pound dumbbells at the door, and I got them in my backpack carrying them over to the weight room. <laughs> while, while, Matt, while, Matt got the, while, while Matt's got over there at the, at the weight room with the dumbbells and with the, with the weight bar and all that stuff already loaded, ready to go before the lights even turned on in the weight room. <laughs> <laughs> what were you eat for breakfast, Joe? Oh, breakfast! I would start out at start my morning out with, like I said, cottage cheese and pineapple, <laughs> or, or some yogurt and granola. <laughs> hey, Mitch! You know what's funny is it's true. That's what's so funny. <laughs> That's 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 the funny part. Is he's so it's so true. You know what? Uh, uh, on his answer machine, like you have me, Mr. Jones. <laughs> but 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 at three o'clock in the morning, I already did a workout at three o'clock in the morning. I don't know how to change the room around. <laughs> That's a perfect segue, isn't it, <laughs> Tell Tell the young kids out there, do not be like the way Joe's the Heisman Trophy winner. <laughs> <laughs> you know how when you watch this show, they be like, don't try this at home, you know? <laughs> I'm going to make sure I put on there, do not be like the way Joe's. <laughs> hey, Mitch, is, is he a classic or what, Mitch? Man. You meet somebody like Dwayne Jones, and you will not forget him until the day you die. Jones is that kind of guy. <laughs> now, James, man, I remember one time we were in the locker room. Uh huh. This one, this one teammate, man. Remember Bay Dean, Ron yeah. Dean, Ron Dean from San Diego. Man, I don't know what they did to him, but 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 Bay. Was in the in the locker room and he had a baseball bat. 
<laughs> what did he do? He <laughs> was waiting for Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he did, and they would not tell us he was what, what he did. But Dwayne came walk up in that locker room, uh-huh. and, and, and Bay Dean jumped up with that baseball bat <laughs> and chased Dwayne. And he must have chased Dwayne for two miles. The, the Heisman ran? <laughs> he serious? <laughs> Man, the Heisman was running? He was running. And, you know, he was running like a man was after him with a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> Josie, what you do to Bay? I can't recall. I don't recall it. I can't do it. Do you remember that bat following you, though? You recall that? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> he also had Scott, Scott Gibson with him. <laughs> <laughs> what, he was both chasing you, Dwayne? Yeah, they both were chasing <laughs> Hey, Mitch, what did y'all do? Were y'all laughing? Oh, man. I- my stomach hurt for two days from laughing so hard. <laughs> they, they wouldn't let Dwayne come in the locker room to get his pass. The coaches had to walk him back in there to get his pass. No, are you serious? <laughs> yes. Oh man, I got into. I had to run extra man for laughing so hard, man, and not paying attention that practice. <laughs> man, we'll wait with a bat, a Louisville slugger waiting for you. And he chased him for at least two miles. Are you serious? At least two miles, man. I they guess. Were, were, I guess that cottage were, cheese and pineapple paid off with that running, didn't it? It's not doing a Nancy Kerrigan like this to this song. You know what? We got to take another break, but when we come back, listen, we got to be back with Heisman Trophy, Dwayne, the running Heisman winner. <laughs> we'll be back with Robert Midges. But this is Jay Lovey, host of Lovey That's Worth Talking. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Each week, take a visit inside the locker room of your favorite sport with Dez Clark, Paul Fresh Clark, and Lester Scudder Davis as they bring you sportsmanlike conduct. As a current player, Dez Clark can bring you inside the sports world like nobody can. 
His co-hosts represent the fans of the sports world. With both points of view on the table, it becomes an engaging and entertaining program, to say the least. Sportsmanlike Conduct can be heard Tuesdays, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This, this is James Loving, back host of Loving That Sports Talk. And this is, this is crazy. This show is like... This this guy Dwayne Jones, the Heisman winner, is something else. Is he major what? He, he is, but like I said, you'd never forget Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> he is one of a kind. So anybody out there say they the Heisman winner? Is that no, Dwayne is right, Josie. There you go, brother. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, James, man. Last week I was talking to Dwayne, uh-huh. and uh, we were talking about some serious stuff, man. Yeah. And uh, and I hung up. You know, we hung up. Uh-huh. He called me back like two minutes later, and he said, "This, hey, man, don't you feel sorry for me? I'm gonna still bring the trophy home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna still bring the trophy home." <laughs> Hey, Ben, I get a call on my phone. I answer, so it went to my voicemail. I voicemail. My voicemail go, I'm just leaving New York, picking up my Heisman Trophy. We're going to start calling him Peter Pan. Is this fantasy land or what? Is this like the little guy to say, the, the plane boss, the plane? <laughs> Is this fantasy island mid or what? <laughs> oh man! Josie is fifty-two years old. He's still talking about the Heisman Trophy. <laughs> well, but you know what, guys? No, but on another note, do you think this lockout going to hurt the fans, the players, or the owners? Now, now, love, you don't you don't want me to start talking because you know you and I got into this last yeah, week, yeah. so. Well, I will let Jones start off first. What do you think, Jones? I think it's going to hurt everybody. How's that? Because, you know, the fans aren't going to be able to see the football that they love. And the athletes, you know, it's just like corporate America is nowadays. You know, corporate America forgets that who, who actually makes them. You know, the, the little it's the little one that makes corporate America roll. And sometimes they forget about that, and that's what the owners are doing. You know, with the you know, they're trying to pad their pockets more, but in in uh, on the other hand, they're forgetting what the um, who's actually out there performing. Uh, Miz, back to you, because you don't mean you got into it. Go ahead, what you feel, Miz. Well, you know, the fans are always going to be hurt in this situation. Because the fans are what make these these owners billionaires and the, the players millionaires. Okay, mm. uh, I have to disagree a little bit with what Jonesy said uh, as far as the NFL and the players or the the teams being like corporate America. 
uh, I, I kind of see that analogy, but not really, because the players, again, are not your typical little man or employee. Okay? Again, these are, highly, these are highly specialized employees that you just can't, if one quits, you hire another one that's just as good. You, you can't do that. So, uh, again, the, again, the, 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 uh, the fans are going to be the ones that are hurt. But, and I do agree with Jonesy that the, the owners and the players will also be hurt. But, uh, but they, we can't look at this lockout as a, uh, as a, as an employee, employer, your typical employee-employer relationship. I still don't agree with you. I agree with Jonesy. It is like corporate. The players are starting to see what corporate America is because it's about money. And you're right, Jones. And the owners is the ones that got the money and the players. Are, you know what I'm saying? Am I right, Jones? Do I sound wrong? I'm not going to agree with you, Robert. Okay. That's why you got me on the show, too. Right, right. You agree with that, Jones? Perspective. But I'm going to tell you what. I'll tell you what. Uh-huh. When, um, when Seth Joyner, that's your boy, right? Right. When when he was at the top of his game, could could he just said, you know what, I'm quitting? And could the Philadelphia Eagles have put in another linebacker that was just as good as Seth? There are players that are just as good. You're right. Look at look at all the quarterbacks when they go down and they get hurt and a second string come in. Look at Kurt Warner. One Super Bowl. You don't know until that person get in there and start playing and working. That's why I said last week you said, can a Robert Midget be as good? Yes, Robert Midget could if he got in and got the playing time and work. You well, know? Well, no, hold on. You, you, you picked you pick Kurt Warner out of the hundreds of other second-string quarterbacks. You want me to go with um, the guy from Greenback? I can't think of his name. Uh, play behind Brett Fryer. Just one Super Bowl. The quarterback. Well, Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron no, Rodgers. You want me to go Aaron back Rodgers, with? Aaron Rodgers was drafted in the first round. But he was second string. He sat there. Kurt Warner, still the same thing. He sat behind Green, Trent Green. Everybody that came behind, look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady sat behind somebody. You know what I'm saying? Everybody sat behind somebody. Then when they get in their play, look, they, they're a great player. Am I right, Jones? Midget? Yeah. This might be a, a good opportunity for me to come back. <laughs> you know what he just did You know how you with a girl You kiss her And then next you know She blow her nose And turn you off Joe you just messed The whole thing up The conversation <laughs> Joe you, you know what Joe's we gotta get a comeback for you. We you, you coming back? You know what, Mitch? Let's do it. Let's work on his comeback. I, I think I think next year they coming out with a PlayStation Four game. You gonna come back, Joe? You'll be on that game. <laughs> Mitch, did he just messed the whole conversation up. Away? <laughs> you know, I don't even feel like. I can't even debate this with you now, baby. I know. He, he just messed it up, didn't he? <laughs> You'd be like, no, baby, I, no, no, not tonight, you know. Man, y'all ain't know what to talk about now. <laughs> you know what, Dave, man? What? Uh, your emails, your text messages, everything will be blowing up, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They could be, is that guy really for real? 
I bet you they think this show is scripted today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, I don't even know what to say, bitch. He got me like I had notes and all like that. I just ripped all my notes up to talk about. Yeah, yeah, just like me, uh, come back. <laughs> you, you, you know what? Okay, let me say this. Dwayne, when he was introducing himself, he didn't tell you or he didn't tell us or he didn't tell the, the, the listeners, man, that he was coming out of high school. Uh, was a silver medalist in the Junior Olympics in wrestling. Oh, yeah? Yeah, did you know that? I, I know that. Tell us about that, Dwayne. Yeah. I'm still wrestling. Oh, uh, you last, year, last year I took third third in uh, Rocky Mountain Nationals. Only third? Come on, you the Heisman. Hey, <laughs> and I'm still wrestling. I wrestle against college kids. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, I'm 52. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, two with a cane. <laughs> what, what weight class you wrestling in, Josie? Last year I wrestled. Hello. I wrestled at one ninety seven. One ninety seven. Yep. Hey, man, let, let me tell you this story about Josie. I don't know how and what. I'm gonna call Wyoming. I'm gonna do a lawsuit on now. Why did they have me rooming with Josie? I come home from the little, little club, you know. I went to the club not often, but many, many times. Often is not like many times, is it? Nah, nah, you're good. Okay, I'm good. I ain't want everybody thinking, hey, you went to a bar every night? Yeah, I went every night. But anyway, <laughs> I come home, you know, 3 in the morning. I'm like, okay, I get off the elevator. I see my mattress by the elevator. Like, those are like my mattress. So I walk down the hall, I see my best friend. Like, man, I like my best friend. Then I see my... Teddy bear out here with my football. No, wait a minute. Now my clothes all the way up to my room, my door. And I go in there and I see this guy with an uh, apron on. Uh, then I'm like, yo, who are you? He turned around, Joan. Like, what you doing, man? He got everything out of the room cleaning at 3 in the morning. I say, you got to be kidding me. What's wrong? Screen, screen cleaning, bro. Screen cleaning. Screen cleaning. I said, what? Screen cleaning. Screen cleaning. I said, I tell you what. Spring nothing. I'm springing out of here. I was moved out of there by an hour later. All my stuff. I was in another room. <laughs> Who spring cleans at 3 in the morning, Mitch? Man, I think Jonesy had ADD, and we never did know it. <laughs> <laughs> that had to be it. Yeah, put another D on that. <laughs> ADDDD? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Jonesy, what was up with that? Seriously. It was just one. It was just one of those things, you know. Something be out of place, and I'd be like, "Fuck! I better put it all back in place, tear everything apart, redo it all." <laughs> Jonesy, how can a bed be out of place? Well, you, you didn't you didn't straighten your bed. <laughs> you couldn't bounce a quarter off of your off the blankets, love. Miss, I'm like, I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. Hey, remember that time when uh, Melvin Wells cut Finney's hair? <laughs> Finney's Dibble was a basketball player for Wyoming. Remember he cut his hair? Say, man, I was so mad at you, but we cool. We cool. <laughs> <laughs> that, and you know what? Love, when you make that voice, everybody got to understand that Finney's was like 6'6", six, six, <laughs> like 240. Yeah. He looked like a football player out on, on the basketball court. Yeah. 
and he had that high voice. <laughs> How did he talk, uh, Joe? He's a very soft-spoken individual. <laughs> man, look, have y'all ever, did you ever know Fennis, man? Uh, yeah, y'all ever, like, hang out with him during the summer up there? Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, have you ever known anybody, man, that couldn't go do a number two? Without getting naked. <laughs> now Dude. wait a minute, hey Joe, you know well, I gotta, I, I, you know I, I gotta I, ask I this question. I don't even want to know how you know about that. <laughs> you know I'm gonna ask. How'd you know that, Mitch? Well, I'm coming back from class, okay, in the bunkhouse, man. Mitch, how you know that? You know, it's something I, we I, need I, to I, talk I, about off the air. No, I'm not. We talk about this on the air. I'm about to tell y'all. Hey, Joe, I'm like you. I don't even want to ask this question, but I got to ask. Mitch, you know. <laughs> Mitch, seriously, you want to talk about this out there? We can do that. We go, like, to a break, and then, like, you tell us how you know them, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Well, I'll you, tell y'all off the air. You was, pre- you was pretty clear with that. Yeah. Have you ever known a man that could <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Jones, wasn't he clear about that? Yeah, he was very clear. <laughs> I'd, I'd have had to go like this. <laughs> well, this is what we're going to do. We got one more segment. We're going to take a break. And on that segment, I want Mitch, we got to tell another story about Joe. And Joe, you got to tell us really when you're going to win that Heisman Trophy. So everybody get you there. We're going to have a big reunion for you. So, But this is James Love with my guests, Robert Midget and Dwayne Heisman Jones on the air. And we'll be right back with Loving That Sports Talk. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports we some hard hitters we some hard hitters hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show your hosts are nfl veterans mark mcmillan and co-host byron evans it's an hour of hater free radio every week You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. 
James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is, this is James Loving. I'm back hosting Loving That Sports Talk. I got my guest, Robert Midget, as Midge, and Dwayne Jones as the Heisman. Heisman, Wyoming, first running back Heisman never to come out of Wyoming. Well, Midge, you know, this is our last segment in Jones, but Midge, go ahead. Give us a little something about Jones and, um, you know, give, well, hold on. <laughs> I'm scared to say that. Let me give you a little <laughs> thing to, you know, keep it in, you know, because you don't want you to tell that story you just told the ball before, you know. So what we got to do is say, Mitch, <laughs> don't tell us you, um, the story about, you know, you're not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe. Mitch, <laughs> 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 give us a little stuff, you know, and, and tell the young kids out there, too, before you go, Mitch, you know, because you always got a positive thing for them out there. Stay in school. Get your education. That's the one thing that nobody can ever take from you. Mm-hmm. I know it's cliche, but it's the truth. It is. Give us a story about Jonesy, Miss. All right, now, this, love, this ain't even a positive story, man. This must have been, my kids are seven now. This must have been five years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, Dwayne drives, uh, drives trucks over, you know, over the, long, over the road. Uh-huh. And Jonesy, man, must have called me at like 1230 at night. And he said, "Hey, Miz, man, uh, you know I'm on my way up to Greeley, man. I gotta, I gotta deliver this this dresser. Uh-huh. I give you seventy five dollars, man, to drive up to Greeley and help me unload this dresser mm-hmm. at twelve thirty in the morning." Okay. All right, Johnny, man, I'm asleep. Yeah. And my wife will kill me if I get up out of my bed, drive an hour to move a move a, a, dress- a dresser yeah. for seventy five dollars. Yeah. And Jonesy was like, oh, come on, man. $75, that's a lot of money, man. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just going to show that Jonesy is still up yeah. with that A-D-D-D-D. D, yeah, don't forget that D. Hey, hey. 12 o'clock in the morning. Hey, Mitch, I get a phone call while I live in Kansas. Hey, Lord, I'll be curious. I'm going to come get you. I said, all right, come on over the house. And, you know, I ain't going to be there long. I'm just going to come visit you, all right? I go and meet him. Man, he had this truck that took up like seven blocks. <laughs> Parking from my yard, right? I'm like, okay, God, this man, this everybody in the neighbor looking. He comes in the house, he eat and fall asleep and don't wake up for two days. <laughs> <laughs> like Joe, you gotta get out of here. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh look, bro, just a little nap, little nap, bro. Look two day nap. Who take a two day nap? Next time he called me, hey, bro, I'm No, he don't live here no more. <laughs> Josie, go ahead and tell the listeners out there, you know, uh, about you. Yeah, that's about right. Give us a thing yeah. with the kids, though, first, for all our young listeners out there, Jones. I'll, what I like to say to the young kids out there that you stay in school and mainly just keep up. Keep a positive role model and a, a positive goal in life. And don't let anyone take your goal away from you because you are the one that can achieve that goal. 
Damn, Joe, that's the first thing I was impressed that you said since I know you. <laughs> <laughs> you had me over here by Ray Cry. Are you reading that from a book like um, um, Chicken Soup from the Soul book or something? (laughs) (laughs) Josie, go give us one of your another story for us. Come on, Josie, make my day. You already, Midge already put a bunker on it, yeah, (laughs) with the banana thing. Give the story, Joe. Uh, Come well, on. I'd say when 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 Crandell when when our buddy Crandell <laughs> and Wig 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 and Crandell used to wear them pants, uh, <laughs> blue jeans with the rolled up at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did. Those and people just thinking they just began skater jeans. They invented skater jeans back yeah. then, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> Can you believe Sean Williams came out here and visited me and he on some skater jeans? <laughs> I said, dude, what are you wearing? <laughs> skater jeans with skis. Skis on. He had a <laughs> Rolled up at the bottom. <laughs> and then Credell they have their pants and then they got those nut crunchers, you know. <laughs> their pants so tight. <laughs> they about to get a yeast infection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I never forget his brother though. His name. Yeah. <laughs> Smith was on the show last week, Joe. <laughs> well, me and Wig come home from school. Uh huh. And Wig, Wig's broke. Wig's bike is in the two pieces. Wig <laughs> said, "What happened to my bike?" <laughs> What'd he say? He said, that's wear and tear, bro. Wear and tear. <laughs> <laughs> he said, wear and tear. He said, who, he said, who's car can sweater you got on? <laughs> <laughs> now, you got a you got a picture Smith night. Yeah. 298-something pounds. <laughs> and then you got 140 pounds showing with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Spence Mack invented the, the underarm, underarm for a gear before he came out. <laughs> oh, boy. That is so. Boy, Josie, you made my day today, boy. You just don't know. Boy, Midget, you messed my day up. You just don't know. <laughs> Well, all I know is this, listeners. My buddy Midget come out of business and do his show. I'm going in one bathroom, he going in another one. <laughs> Am I right, Jones? Yeah, I gotta be right. Why did he tell that story? Come on, Midget. I'm still wondering why he told that story. I just wanted you to know. <laughs> I know yeah. now. You came out. <laughs> I just want you to know. Man. I know that. You showed up, came out. Where's that closet? You got to talk about it. They tell you that first step in counseling. You got to yeah, talk about it. Talk about it. <laughs> you got to talk about it. You, is that the first step, Joe? Yeah, first step in counseling. You got to talk about it. <laughs> but the second step, second step, they tell you ease out the closet. Don't kick the doors in. <laughs> just, just don't jump out. 
That is some man. You just you just messed it up, man, boy. Oh, man. But you know what, guys? That is great, man. You know you always and Jones you're always welcome on the show. Um, listeners, get to know Mid Voice. He'll be doing my show one week when I got to go out and out of town take care of some bits. So get to know his voice. And Jones, you know you always welcome back. I know you're on the road a lot, but if you could like pull over and call in like you did today, I really appreciate it. Love to how you you are a classic Jones, and you know we all joke and do all things, but we still like you say a family. Yep. So, you know, where you at now, John? What state? I'm over here in Wyoming, up here in Rollins, Wyoming. Oh, Rollins, Wyoming. And, Mid, you still in Colorado, right? I'm in, I'm in Denver right now, yeah. Mid is in Denver. But, guys, thanks for being on the show. It was no problem, James. All right, Mr. James Lemon, another week of Lemon Sports Hall with my great friend Robert Midget and Dwayne Heisman Jones. And, like I said, you know, this is a great sports show for kids to learn some about. You know, the ins and outs of growing up when you're in the world of sports and life. So, signing off again and loving that sports talk. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.